Hello and welcome to the November 13th, 2019 edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. My name is Mr. Joe. This is my neighborhood. This is my life. But this is our podcast journey. Welcome to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. It is awesome to have everybody here with me today. And of course, it's always wonderful to be out there with you as well. So here we are. A couple of podcasts have been released over the last few days. And I got to tell you, the last one that was released is the quote unquote mixed up episode in which I spoke about a few times uh, that we had some technical difficulties with. And I got to tell you guys, I don't even want to listen to it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even want to see what it sounds like, okay? Because when I put it on for one second uh, the other day, I, I realized that somehow, some way, whatever audio tools are being utilized by my podcasting hosting site, they chopped off some of the words when I introduced the podcast and... From that moment on, I said, geez, I can't, I can't do this. I can't listen to this. Um, so I'm hoping that there was some good content on there, guys, and I'm hoping that it came out at least uh, well enough for you guys to hear and you found something interesting on there. And again, it was a combination of podcasts. Uh, so let's just leave it at that. I don't really know what the hell I talked about, <laughs> I don't, and I don't plan on going back and listening to it. But one thing I do know is that um, during my official last podcast, in which I actually did do a recording, I updated everybody um, on my mother and some of the things that she's been doing and the way that she's been treating my sister. And uh, figured I'd just give you a quick update again, because many of you have actually uh, done two things. One, you have reached out to me and asked me about my family and encourage me to continue telling everybody about it because apparently, and this is according to some of the emails and I could, I kind of can understand this because I used to feel the same way with uh, the bipolar family, bipolar Bob. Many of the emails that I get say that people feel as if they're living my life with me. You know, they want to go on that journey with me. They want to see what's happening inside my household and, you know, things of that nature. And by the way, guys, I have a new phone. So if you see, hear little sounds in the background, so I have no idea how to get anything off or on. I'm just figuring it all out. So I apologize if you hear anything, any kind of beeps or buzzing or chimes. Um, nevertheless, I understand where people are coming from wanting to be on that journey with me. And secondly, each and every email in which they request that I continue speaking about my family, because let's face it, I mean, anything that comes out of my mouth when it comes to my family is mentally ill or mental health related. So it kind of, <laughs> kind of works out good for a bipolar podcast. But uh, to close my thought, each and every email not only asks me to speak on my family, but they also can, everybody continuously tells me how they're praying for me and, you know, thinking of me and hoping that everything works out. And, um, you know, always just every single email is, by the way, I got a lot in there that I have not responded to and I apologize. 
It's just been a rough ride, guys, lately, but every email I read is just kinder than the last one. It's great. People are very appreciative of Mr. Joe, and I'm very appreciative to have everybody listening and to be sharing their own life and their own experiences with me, and uh, it's just awesome. But to follow up a little bit on uh, the wonderful human being that I refer to as my mother, who I honestly, guys, sometimes cannot believe that this is the same woman that created me, okay? Um, and, you know, I, I say it all the time. People who are mentally ill, we have to have some kind of patience with them. But at some point, guys, and, you know, when you are just continuously being abused, especially by somebody that you are not trying to build a life with, that you have not, quote-unquote, fallen in love with, and you're trying to fix things, and, you know, you see the good in that person, and you want to just, you know, address the mental illness and get that person's, you know, good back. You know, I could understand sticking through, like my wife did. I, I get it. I, I understand. It's, listen, it's not easy. It takes a lot of patience, but I also understand having a significant other and wanting to remain patient with that particular person with the hopes that, you know, your hopes and your dreams that, that you once had together as a couple do come through, come true. But when you got a woman who has literally emotionally abused my, me and my sister my entire life and now is seeking the assistance of her two children because her, her husband no longer <clears throat> is alive, I get it. She's got kids. You want to lean on your kids? I don't have a problem with that. The problem here is, and it, it generates around one really simple thing. And it's the fact that my mother, when she wants things done, and unfortunately with her, she wants everything done, you know, and that's, that's just the way it is, guys, with mental illness. And I get it. When she goes off on a tangent about, I need my pool knocked out, and at the same sentence, she needs to, you know, buy new underwear. And I get it. I know her mind is all over the place because I've been there too. It's almost like she cannot even finish a thought. But with that, with that being said, guys, she, she has to learn a way in which to either control herself, which, as you all know, is not easy when it comes to a mental illness, um, or get the help that she needs because I'm done. I am done. And I know, guys, I, you have heard this a million times, okay, but the other night, um, she called me, I called her back, and as soon as I called, the first thing is I need to go to the doctor. Okay, mom, what time? One thirty. I said I would take her there, I don't have a problem with it, but I just uh, found out that there is what's called a parent training session for a group on the particular day that she has to go to the doctor. And, and by the way, she chose the week in which it's Thanksgiving, so I'll have two days off at the end of the week. I know it sounds like a good thing, like if I was to take off those two days that I get and then take off an additional day and, whoa, you got a short work week. It doesn't work like that with Mr. Joe. The more I take off, the worse it gets, okay, the further behind I get. And let's be real. Nobody does the parent training sessions but me. I'm the one who does it. They're live streamed. Parents travel a very long way to see it, and I need to be there for it. Now, I told that to my mother, but I also said, Mom, it's early enough in which I believe I can get this date changed around to a Thursday 
instead of a Tuesday. Now, Thursday's Thanksgiving, so it would have to wait, obviously, until after Thanksgiving, but I think I could do this. And she sounded as if, like, you know, she accepted it. And I said, Mom, I'm going to work tomorrow. Within 24 hours, you'll have an answer. But, you know, between you and I, bank on the answer being, I'll get you there, okay? And I said, by the way, Mom, you know, why the hell are you making it at 1.30 in the afternoon? Why, why can't you make it, like, when it's convenient for people who have to take you, not for people who have to take off work to take you? I don't know if that threw her for a loop, but in combination with the fact that she thinks I'm going to take a paid day off every other week on a Friday to take her food shopping, she's got to have her head examined. I mean, seriously. All right. But nevertheless, she dealt with what I said, you know, okay, you're going to call me back in 24 hours? Yes, mom, I will. I promise you. Hung up the phone and guys, not even five minutes later, the phone rings. and I see it's mom. And I say, screw this, I'm not answering, because God only knows what she wants now. She leaves a message, and I listen to the message. And let's name my mother. Let's name her witch number two. We all know who witch number one is, okay? But witch number two calls, and, and instead of, hi, my Joey, and hello, my angel, and, you know, oh, I miss your voice, and blah, 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 all that nonsense. Yeah, hi, Joey. It's witch number two, your mother. Okay, so she referred to her first name, uh, which to me, I, I mean, if I'm analyzing correctly, I would assume that maybe it was a dig at my wife because my wife recently has been calling her by her first name rather than mom. And I really don't care, to be honest with you, because she doesn't seem like a mom. She doesn't act like a mom. Um, so I don't know if that was a dig, but yeah. It's uh, witch number two, your mother. It's, it's plain and clear to me that um, you want nothing to do with helping me. So I don't need you for the doctor, okay? Um, your help is not needed. But let me tell you something. You and your sister, your father's rolling over in his grave a thousand times over. And karma is a bitch. And that's what I listened to. And I said, I mean, this woman has to be out of a freaking mind. I almost cursed there, guys. I'm sorry. Um, you know, in one breath, I, you know, okay, let me know. Grateful. And then she comes up with this whole ridiculous thought process in her head that is clearly part of the borderline personality disorder that her and I both suffer from. Okay. I'm not, I'm not putting this only on her. Because I felt like that too, many times. Many times I do that. I analyze. I come to conclusions, you know, and I, I think the worst. And oftentimes I, I feel like people are isolating me, or isolating themselves against me. That's what she feels now. And to some extent, I felt like I was free over the last couple of days. You know what? Good. This is the same woman that wants to break every bank account and waste all the money. I, I don't want your money, lady. Okay. Leave me be. That's what I want to be. Let me live my life. Unlike my father, who was terribly unhappy and miserable the entire time that he was married for the last 10 years, just let me live my life with my family. So I was pretty excited over the last couple of days to think that witch number two had flown flow away on her broomstick. And, um, Unfortunately, the phone rang today, and of course, who shows up on the caller ID? 
M-O-M. And this message was quite different than the last one. As a matter of fact, it would it was it started with an apology. A very sad, drawn out, low key, miserable sounding apology with some <laughs> thrown in there. Okay. And I guess she couldn't help herself because then she starts to go off on a tangent, how she feels like my sister and I have deserted her and she tries to be a good person and she just doesn't understand it, why we want no part of her. And I guess it just doesn't, it doesn't register with her that we would have every single part of that woman in our lives if she just treated people with respect. And if you can't treat people with respect, don't treat them at all. Listen, it's evidently clear to me, everybody, that alcohol, while it played a role in my mother's behavior and probably made it worse, it does not matter. It doesn't matter. She's a nasty woman to begin with. And that's that. It is what it is. I've accepted it. No, I'm not calling her back. I I know I've been down this road a million times. I just, guys, I don't know what to do anymore. I do know this, that um, it's tearing me and my sister down. It really is. So at some point, I'm going to have to make a decision. And right now, the decision is pretty clear, cut and dry, and is in alignment with what my sister wants to do. And that's have no part of this woman. No part at all, because we can't live like this anymore. Now, with that being said, how is Mr. Joe living with his bipolar and schizoaffective disorder? Or schizoaffective disorder, bipolar type 1. Mood-wise, guys, I feel great. Honestly, other than the little annoyances that have been thrown at me by my mother, things have been really good for Mr. Joe. Now, I will say this. From a mood swing standpoint, I I could not ask for more. I have been on key, man. You know, I spoke about the mania last time. I really believe that I'm kind of stuck in hypomania or I've just been in a terribly good mood over the last three weeks. Who knows? But whatever it is, I'm enjoying the ride. Now, from a hallucination standpoint, I will say that it might be time to speak with the doctor because it's happening pretty much all day long. And it's taken my eyes off the road. It's taken my eyes off of conversations that I've had with people at work, important conversations. And, you know, a few times um, one of my coworkers even said, what are you looking at? (laughs) And I couldn't help it because I kept peeking and peeking and peeking. And, you know, guys, unfortunately now I'm seeing people and we don't want to go back there uh, because Mr. Joe has had that in the past. But for what it's worth, these people are just standing there. They're not doing anything. They're not bothering anybody. Um, You know, and, and I have to tell you guys that Part of the reason why is because I tell these people to F off in plain English. I don't use those words, okay, but so everybody can understand where I'm coming from, you know, that's really what it's come down to. So the combination of medication and the simple fact that I now realize that these people are not real, well, they're still going to come around. They're not going anywhere, but at least I could tell them to F off, leave me alone. I don't care what you have to say. You're not real. And guess what, everybody? Nobody said a word to me. How sick does that sound? That here I am talking about no one has said a word to me. And and the no one that I'm referring to are imaginary people that don't exist. 
<laughs> so there you go. Okay, there's your bipolar um, podcast update on Mr. Joe. Okay, mood swings are definitely in check. Hallucinations are not in check. Um, sleep has been difficult. And that's what leads me to think that the hypomania remains in my system, so to speak, because I got to tell you guys, I can't settle down. No matter what, I just cannot settle down. It's like I want to keep going and moving and doing and project after project. That's all I care about. I mean, honestly, my brain and, you know, the more I talk it out and this, here, okay, so let me stop right here. This is exactly why. This is the perfect example as to why Mr. Joe needs you all and is so grateful to have you. Because here I am now talking it out. And I didn't talk it out before this. I just went on functioning and saying to myself, hey, you're in a good mood. You know, never taking into account the sleep, the patterns of inconsistency when it comes to my sleep over the last three weeks. But I'm doing it now because I have an audience and because I can rationalize and I can explore my brain and, you know, I don't have to keep it all inside because I have you. And what have I just done here? I've talked myself through enough to understand or to help me understand that there is no doubt that I am in mania mode because, you know, I'm trying to finish things, guys. I'm starting a project. I'm not finishing. I'm moving on to the next one. That I'm anxious while I'm doing the next one that I never finished the first one. Then ironically, you would think I would go back to the first one, but instead I start a third job. Okay. It's just not okay. So here I am talking it out. Yes, Mr. Joe clearly is in hypomania. And I don't think mania though, guys. Irritability has not been a factor at all lately. What has been a factor, and again, here we go, speaking about it and talking it through, has been my craving for cocaine. This is something that Mr. Joe has not mentioned in a very long time. And I had no intentions of bringing this up today on this podcast. None whatsoever. But I am allowing the natural set of circumstances flow in this podcast, which happens to be me recognizing that I am in mania. And here are all the reasons why. A, B, C, D. And D happens to be the fact that I am craving cocaine. I am. It's what I want. Am I going to get it? No. I'm not going to get it. So my recovering drug addicts or my drug addicts who are right now trying to work on recovery or unfortunately who are still taking drugs but have every intention of hopefully getting off drugs. Um, as you can see, no matter how long you clean, guys, it never goes away. It, I don't care what anybody says. It never goes away. And for those of you who have been sober for quite some time will even understand this aspect. There are actually times in which I will be just simply out and about, doesn't have to be anywhere necessarily. I could be outdoors, indoors, in a store, doesn't matter. And I will actually taste and smell the cocaine. It's nowhere near me, but my senses begin to smell it. And that to me usually is indicative of the fact that I'm craving it and I want it. And usually that's how I feel. Now, I can talk freely about this and openly because I know now I'm at a stage of my life where Mr. Joe is not going into an old phone bill 
or rummaging through a stack of papers to find a number on a sticky note, or sickly enough, going into a phone record on the computer and scrolling through month after month after month to find a number that looks like your drug dealer's number so that you can call and find out if they have cocaine. I'm not there, guys, and it's, I'm not going there. I'm never going there, okay? But as a recovering drug addict, these are the things that, you know, we have to be careful about. These are the things that Mr. Joe once did. I did them for a long time, man, a very, very long time. You know how many times before I actually became sober did I try to quit and did I say, oh, this is it. This is my last time. Never again. Never again. And usually because you feel like such crap based on what you've been doing to your mind and your body. But as I explained to my mother, man, once your brain starts to repair itself, and you are no longer dealing with the you know brain damage that the substance has caused, whether it's over the course of years or days, and you start to feel a little bit better, when you're not medicated, well, you're going to go back and reach for that medicine again, which is usually your substance of choice, alcohol, benzo, opiate, cocaine, whatever, marijuana, whatever you are um, medicating yourself with, okay? Now... We also have to have a very long conversation, again, about marijuana. We're 22 minutes into Mr. Joe's podcast right now, so we are going to refrain from getting deep into it, but I would like to have a discussion about marijuana, potentially on my next podcast, okay? Um, I would really like to talk about some of the medical benefits of it and some of the thought processes that I've had recently in terms of usage. Um, and clearly, if anybody has not recognized it yet, Mr. Joe is thinking about exploring it again. And not for any other reason, but for medicinal purposes, everybody, okay? But that's neither here nor there right now. I thought it was important I brought that up for everybody because eventually, within the next couple of weeks, possibly days, I will be doing a podcast on marijuana and revealing each and every feeling an emotion that I have had, I'd say over the last month and a half about marijuana. And I have not shared it with anybody because it has not taken over my life in the sense where it was information that I had to get out because it was so important. No, no, no. It's not about that. Is it about cravings for it? To some degree. But more than anything, it's about the medical benefits of marijuana and whether or not they are truly helpful when it comes to our mental health. You know, is marijuana something that will help us? And I got to tell you guys, I need some emails. I got to get some emails and somebody's opinion on what Mr. Joe is referring to here. It's, uh, you know, it's important that we talk about this because I'm going to spend a lot of time on the next podcast doing so. I think, guys, that we have covered everything in about 23 minutes, or at least everything that Mr. Joe wanted to speak about today. Um, other than that, I really don't have a whole lot left other than um, just to wish everybody well out there, man. If you're doing well, and I know this is part of my closing, guys, you've got to keep at it, okay? Never, ever, ever take a break. What do I mean by that? Guys, we're never out of the woods. When you have bipolar disorder, schizoaffective disorder, schizophrenia, 
um, a drug addiction. Guys, we're never out of the woods. It's constant work around the clock. And yes, some days are better than others. I get that. But if we don't put the work in constantly, then we're not going to stay well. And, you know, that's what I'm really trying to convey here. That is, you know, once we get well, all too often we feel as if we don't have to work anymore to stay well. And that's usually when things start getting bad again. So I guess that's my friendly advice for today. If you're working on keeping yourself healthy and well, you got to continue to do so. Don't ever give up, guys, okay? It's very important. If you guys want to chat a little bit, reach out to me, Mr. Joe BP at Yahoo.com. I'm always available. I will get back here at some point. Other than that, if you are living with a mental illness, like I said, if you're doing well, continue to work hard. If you love someone or care about somebody with a mental illness, continue to support that person the very best way that you know how. And if you are struggling right now with a mental illness, please continue to fight, continue to battle, and most importantly, soldier on. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I will talk to you again real soon, and have a great day.